0: Now let's look in Psalms 107, begin to read with me in verse 23, Psalms 107 verse 23. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, they see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. For He commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven, they go down again to the depths, their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits' end. And then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet. So He bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness! And for His wonderful works to the children of men, let them exalt Him also in the congregation of the people and praise Him in the assembly of the elders. You can be seated this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to You this morning. Uh, We thank You for the songs that have been sung. What a blessing. Uh, What a blessing to know there's coming a day. We'll trade our cross uh, for a crown. And Lord, we're so thankful to be saved today. Uh, And to know you. And we pray that for somebody here that's lost. That they'll come and trust you today. I pray you'll convict them. And and convince them that they're a sinner. And they'll get saved. And Lord we pray today for the one that has a need. There may be somebody here struggling. There may be more than one somebody uh, that is struggling. They just need some help from you. And God I pray that they'd find it in you. I pray you'd touch us and anoint us afresh. I pray you'd give us... And that unction from the Holy One, from heaven. And God, we just need you to come by and stir in our hearts today and do a work that we cannot do. Now, these people didn't come to hear from me, but they come to hear from heaven. And Lord, I'm, I'm trying to hear from heaven. And I pray that you'd come by. Lord, we just want to be in the place where you want us at. And I pray you'd move in folks' hearts today. Give us the message now. Help us preach. We'll tell you again, we love you and save that sinner's nearest tale. For these things in Jesus' name we do ask and pray, amen and amen. And the overall theme of this whole chapter, if you read it, uh, is really talking about for the saint of God and that to uh, rejoice and praise the Lord. As a matter of fact, if you look back at the very first part and that of the chapter, it said in verse one, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord uh, uh, for he is good. Boy, ain't that a good statement right there. Uh, ain't the Lord good to us today? It said, for He is good, uh, for His mercy endureth forever. Then verse 2 said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, uh, uh, in whom, uh, uh, whom He hath redeemed from the hand uh, uh, of the enemy. You know what I mean? You are to say that we're redeemed uh, uh, and that we're saved because the Lord is good to us. Uh, uh, he has uh, bestowed mercy upon us, uh, uh, but He has redeemed us uh, Uh, out of the hand of the enemy Uh, uh, if there is any reason for you to get excited today uh, uh, and to praise the Lord I think you are to be excited uh, uh, about praising the Lord Uh, uh, he said let the redeemed of the Lord say so Uh, I believe today that if you are saved you are to say so, amen Uh, uh, I think if God made a difference in your heart, I uh, uh, brought you out of that my repent that Psalms forty talks about, uh, and set you on a rock. Uh, uh, that ought to stir something in you uh, and excite you uh, just a little bit. Amen. man, uh, uh, you don't have to go hog wild crazy if you, unless you just want to. Uh, uh, but you ought to say, "Praise the Lord, uh, bless His name." Uh, I'm saved uh, because of Him. Amen. Uh, uh, that's what you ought to do. Uh, uh, Revelations five. Uh, I said, saying with a loud voice, worthy. Uh, Uh, is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Uh, He was worthy to to, to get all of that. Uh, And that's the glory from us today. Hey, the Bible said in Philippians 2 uh, uh, that God has given him a name uh, uh, that is above every name. uh, And that the name of Christ, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. Amen. Boy, he's a great Savior today, ain't he? Amen. But boy, I want you to look with me right here. In verses 2 through 9, he talks about those that walk in the wilderness in a solitary way. Do you know what the word solitary means? How many of you have ever played the game solitaire? That old card game. You know what you're doing? You're playing by yourself. And the word solitary means a... and alone, to be alone or not having company. And, uh, and he talks about these people that are uh, in the wilderness uh, uh, and they're walking in the Sauter. Will you ever in, seem like you're walking by yourself? You ever seem alone sometimes that uh, you're just out there. Let me say, if you're saved, you're uh, never alone. And boy, thank God, there's, there's no song in the Redback book that uh, says that never alone, no, never alone. Boy, thank God. Uh, for that. But notice it said that uh, they, they wandered about the wilderness and they found no city. And, and verse 5 said they were hungry and thirsty and their soul fainted in them. And then they cried unto the Lord. And the Lord hurt them in their trouble and delivered them in their distresses. I'm glad that when we're alone, when we seem alone, that boy, the Lord is with us. Boy, when Elijah was out in the wilderness under the juniper tree, and he was alone, but yet the Lord uh, uh, was there. When he was in the cave, uh, uh, in, uh, down at the Mount of God, uh, uh, God come by in that still small voice uh, and said, What dost thou hear, Elijah? Uh, uh, he was never alone, and you need to remember that. But if you're lost, you're alone today and need to get saved. In verses 10 through 16, notice it talks about those that are in darkness and in the shadow of death and they're in affliction and iron because they have rebelled against God and against His Word and against His counsel and they're brought low, but yet the Bible said that they cried out and God heard them and He brought them out. Verses 17 through verses 22, you'll find that fools because of their sin and their transgression, they're brought low, but yet they cried unto the Lord and the Lord saved them because He heard them. This is a repetitive chapter, by the way. In verses 6, 13, 19, and 28 basically say the same thing. It says, Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He bringeth them out of their distresses. Have you ever cried to the Lord in your trouble? Have you ever got down when you were in trouble? And I, I mean in trouble. You knew you was in trouble. I mean, nobody had to tell you you was, there. You was in trouble. I mean, when I was lost, I was in trouble. I, and boy, he heard me. But you know what? There's been some time since I got saved, I, I, that friend, I was in trouble and I needed some help. And I found myself crying out unto the Lord. And I'm glad he heard me. But then you'll find another four verses that are repeated. Now, verses 8, 15, 21, and 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. And He talks about uh, uh, and that praising Him. Uh, listen, uh, uh, we ought to praise Him because He is good, I, I, and because what He's done for us. But if I could focus on this passage that <coughs> I read, I, the Lord kind of give this uh, to me late Wednesday afternoon, and then I got a little. Uh, worried I was going to have to preach it Wednesday night the Lord said no just preach what you preach and, and listen Wednesday night if you weren't here we had time in here uh, I got to preach uh, now the book of Mark over there uh, where the Lord come by uh, and raise that boy that from the dead and got talking about the hope chest how the, uh, the saint has a hope uh, and that in Christ Uh, But when I read this uh, Wednesday afternoon, I I, I come to that point over here in verse 27. uh, uh, The place that they were, and it said uh, uh, that they were at their uh, wit's end. And what that's talking about right there, uh, uh, your wit is your faculty of mind or your thinking uh, or your soundness of mind. Uh, and he's talking about these sailors that uh, go down in the deep and go out in the sea and uh, they make their, 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 their job and they make their money by sailing uh, uh, and, and they get caught in a storm uh, uh, and they didn't know what to do uh, and so the Bible said they got to their wits end. You know what he said? He said they got to the place uh, out of where they couldn't think of another thought to fix uh, uh, where they are. They did not know uh, uh, what to do. Uh, and friend, that may be where you're at today. You may not know. You may be at your wits' end. And let me say that if you're lost uh, and you're at your witch's and you just don't know which way's up, you don't know which way's down. I want you to know that Christ died for you at Calvary. And he said in Matthew 11, he said, Come unto me, all you that labor uh, and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Boy, thank God uh, for the rest of the Lord Jesus uh, uh, that he gives to unsaved people uh, that'll come and call out uh, and believe on him. Amen. Boy, I'm glad of that today. I found rest one day. My boat's been turned upside down many times. I've wondered about a lot of things down through the years. But I'm glad to be saved. Amen. I I know I'm going to heaven. I'm not dying and going to hell. He kept me from that. And boy, I praise Him. Amen. I want you to look right here. Look at this passage of Scripture. Maybe I can help you. The Lord, He's kind of confirmed this message this morning just from talking to a few people today. Number one, I want you to look with me if you could. Uh, Look at the sailors. Notice the Bible said that they go down to the sea in ships and they do their business uh, uh, in great waters. I mean, it was their job uh, and that to do uh, what they were doing. Uh, they understood uh, uh, the dangers and they understood uh, uh, the great things about being a sailor. They understood uh, about how the, the sea could be smooth uh, uh, as glass. They understood that, uh, what it takes to get from point A uh, uh, and that to point B. Uh, but they also had to know uh, uh, that at any moment a sea uh, uh, could get in turmoil uh, and get in a storm. I want us to understand something as Christians. I, I, we get in our mind a lot of times. We wonder why how we go through what we go through. I, Uh, We wonder why we go through the storms. Uh, uh, Job said in Job 14 and 1, uh, uh, that man is born a woman is a few days uh, and full of trouble. Job chapter 5, yet man uh, is born under trouble as the sparks uh, uh, fly upward. Uh, uh, Listen, uh, uh, living this life uh, uh, sometimes is just a troublesome time uh, uh, and storms rise up in our life. Those sailors, see some of you are sitting in here and you've never really faced a storm. Uh, You you know, it's like the buddy of mine that I've told you about sometimes, uh, uh, when he called me one day, uh, and he said, my problem is, and and you're talking about a man uh, uh, who's got some age on him, he said, my problem is everything's always went good, uh, and I've never learned to live by faith. That's what he told me. You know, when everything always goes good, you don't learn to live by faith sometimes. I'm not telling you things has got to go bad to live by faith. I'm just telling you it seems that in our dark times uh, uh, and in our worrisome times, that's when we learn to live by faith. It's easy to live by faith when everything's right. It's easy to live by faith when everything's, uh, when the bank account's full and everybody's healthy uh, uh, and everybody's doing good. Uh, uh, it's easy to live by faith like that. It's easy to pay your bills uh, uh, when you've got X amount. And, uh, and boy, you can get it all paid and you don't even look up. But I'm telling you, sometimes the Lord, He allows things to come into our life. I'm getting ahead of myself. But I want you to look what He said right here. These see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. Not only do they go out and they know the dangers and they know the uh, the great side of being a sailor, but they get to see the works of God out there in the deep think about what sailors see you know I've never been too far uh, out in the ocean I, I, I mean I mean Kelly I think the furthest we've ever been out in the ocean we took a little ride uh, on a boat uh, uh, out, out in the harbor out there in uh, Charleston South Carolina and, and, and boy I mean it was white capping that day uh, uh, and, and we were standing down in the very bottom of the boat and uh, you know it's a lot easier down in the bottom of the boat that boat don't move too much down in the bottom I reckon that's why Jonah went down in the bottom of the boat you ever think about that? We went and stood. You know why? She huffers with vertigo. And I remember we could see out the windows. And and the top of that boat was doing this. But you know the bottom of that boat was moving like this. Wasn't too bad. Makes you wonder why Jonah was down in the hind part of the ship down there, don't it? Don't move too bad down there. But listen, he said that they see the works of God. Imagine what sailors see out in the ocean. You ever think about that? You ever think about the animals and the creatures that uh, they might see? And uh, I mean, now we, we, we've got all kinds of video that we can look and we can see and got aquariums that we can go to. And, uh, you know, they said that uh, they, they, they finally got a submarine that they bleeped to the deepest part uh, of the ocean. And they said, we don't believe anything will be down there, but if it is, it probably won't have a whole lot of color on it. And so they got that submarine. Now, if, if somebody lied to me, then I'm lying to y'all, okay? So they finally got that submarine down there to the bottom and they turned the lights on. And guess what? Not only was there living stuff down there, but it was all kinds of color down there. Ain't that just like the Lord? Ain't that just like the Lord to confound man and blow his mind and say, how is that possible to do those things? But it was out in the deep. You ever think about when you get out in the deep and you look up, Boy, you can see heaven, can't you? You get away from now, now we've got to worry about man-made light and uh, it's so much we can't see what's up there and we don't worship the stars of heaven. I understand that. But sometimes it would do you good to look up and see the creation of God. What was it? For the firmament showeth His handiwork. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth His handiwork. I, I, I mean, boy, if we'll just look up, I, I, we can see heaven and see and that, the works of God. It's amazing. But here, here, do we ever see the works of God in our life, in serving Him? You ever seen God move for you? you ever seen God do something great for you, ever got mesmerized at what God? Uh, uh, maybe that's a bad word. Uh, uh, have we ever just got uh, uh, surprised, or uh, maybe we were just uh, 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 taken uh, uh, taken aback that God uh, uh, was able to accomplish what He accomplished? Amen. I think sometimes we forget Ephesians 3 and 29 to him uh, that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above uh, uh, what we ask or think. Uh, Hey friend, he can do above what you ask uh, and he can do above what you think. Amen. That's the Lord. But the sailors, they could see the works of God. But notice in verse 25, we get to the storm. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. And they mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths, and their soul is melted because of trouble. So they go out, but now in in the middle of this glassy sea, uh, uh, a storm arises. And, and, And I preach on storms from time to time because... It seems like folk go through storms. Well, didn't we have a dandy one just the other day? I was right in the middle of it. Driving, right in the middle of it. Almost the whole thing. And the Lord kept me safe. I was telling I was telling these men on the front porch, I was driving, I come by a house and uh, I, I mean out in the middle of the storm I, I, I don't know what they were doing I, they weren't trying to tie nothing down but they were just out sanering through their yard in the middle of a storm with, I mean it's blowing 90 mile an hour and the rain sideways and they're just out there walking in the yard makes you wonder about people like that don't it makes you, hey listen we're always trying to get out of the storm not try to get in the middle of it amen how many of us want to be in the middle of a storm? He said, well, they don't worry me. I'm talking about a storm of life. You let, you let that thing show up and tell me, boy, I don't mind being in the middle of one of them. Now, there's a great thing for the Christian. I'm getting ahead of myself. Hey, the Lord Jesus is always with us. And boy, I'm thankful for that. But I'm telling you notice right here I, I, that while they're in their ship, while they're in their boat, I, I notice the storm comes up. For He commands... Now, notice the Lord. It's Him that is in control we find is that in Mark chapter, Mark 4, uh, where His disciples are on board with Him, uh, 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 and the storm arises, and He's asleep, and uh, under part of the ship on a pillow, Uh, and the Bible said that they wake Him up, uh, and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Uh, uh, And He steps out on that boat, uh, uh, and says, Peace, be still, and everything just went, Uh Now that's the power of the Lord Jesus. But notice that they're in the middle of a storm. Notice how big the storm was. Notice that it does what? It comes a stormy wind which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. So that ship, uh, uh, as they're on that boat, uh, uh, that wave rises up and that ship is pointed to the heaven. uh, uh, And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, the front end of that ship bottoms back out uh, and it's headed down the other side of that wave. So it is up uh, and then it's down. Uh, It is up uh, and then it's down. It may get sideways and be this way and turn this way and go that way. But it's up and down. Have you ever been in the midst of a storm to where it just felt like is up and down? Up and down. It was about to wire you out. It was about to, I notice what it said right here. I, I, that what? It mounts up to the heaven, they go down again to the death. Their soul melted I, I, because of their trouble. Out in the deep is where the storm came. But their soul melts. Take your Bible and look with me in Acts chapter 27. We find the story of the apostle Paul in the storm. I'm making sense to y'all today. Well, somebody said okay. Look with me in Acts chapter twenty seven. Paul has told them not to go. We can't go, don't need to go, shouldn't go. Don't need to be here. But they decided they know better than the preacher did. That'll get you in trouble. Listen. If I'm giving you the book, and you decide you won't turn against what I'm preaching, that'll get you in trouble. If I give you my opinion, that's one thing. But if I'm preaching this book and you just rebel on that, you're just getting yourself in trouble, friend. I don't know anything else to tell you. I really don't. Look in verse 25. Is that where we need to be at? Nope. Look in verse 14. Excuse me. Paul's told them not to go. They've they've decided to go. Bible said in verse thirteen, when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing fence, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, there arose against it. Can I stop right here and say, if you actually look at that thing, they 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 were sailing close by Crete. They, they were standing as close as they could, uh, and, and that to the, uh, to the seashore and that to the, the, to the island they were on because they were just going to sail from, from one part uh, of the island to the other part. And, and I believe that they honestly wanted to stay with uh, within eyeshot of, of what they could see. They just had to launch out uh, uh, and, and go just a little piece. I believe it was like 50 miles is all they had to go. From one piece to the other is all they had to go. Wasn't that far? I mean, it wasn't that far for them to travel by ship. But it said in verse 14, But not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Uralachlodon. And when the ship was caught, now you need to remember that, and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And running under a certain island, which is called Claudia, uh, we had much work to come by the boat which when they had taken up, they used helps under guarding the ship, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, a straight sail, and so were driven. And we, being exceeding tossed with a tempest, the next day they lighted the ship, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. Paul said, I want you to notice uh, uh, this storm and and the shape uh, uh, that they got into. Uh, uh, listen, I mean, here they are. Uh, uh, they're tossed up and down. Uh, uh, they're turned to and fro. Uh, uh, and notice the shape that Paul's boat got into. He said in verse 16, much work had to be done by the ship. Uh, in verse 17 said they they had to undergird. I, notice right here, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship. They had dropped rope I, I, underneath that ship and fished it from one side to the other I, I, and tied it off and tied it together to hold this boat together. You ever felt like you were about to fly apart? You ever been in the middle of a storm and everything in you, I I just felt like, I I mean, you were losing your mind. You were at your wit's end and your little boat was just about to come apart. Ever been there? You may not want to admit that. I don't like to admit that. I'll tell you some reasons why. One, I don't want to think back to those times. I don't like to go back there. Sometimes that gets in a, a very bad place for me, and I do not like to go back there because I don't want to fall off uh, into that hole again. Right. Just being honest. Right. But Paul said we, we took helps and we undergirded that ship, and he said we were afraid I, that we were going to fall into quicksands. He said, Look, we're afraid we were going to get stuck out there. Well, they were running in shallow water at times. And he said, We just let her drive. We just cut her loose and let her go. If you look in verse 15, that's what he said. Could not bear up into the wind. We just let her drive. They couldn't function. That they could not. They could not handle the rudder. They could not handle the uh, the, 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 the the sail. Uh, they couldn't do any of those things. It, it was such a tempest uh, uh, and such a storm. Uh, I kind of think of it as like what we would call modern day hurricane. Uh, 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 and uh, and said that uh, we we undergirded the ship. Uh, uh, and he said that uh, we just we just let her uh, drive in verse seventeen. Notice in verse 18, they were exceedingly tossed with a tempest. Exceedingly tossed. This wasn't tossed a little bit. They were exceedingly tossed. And he said the next day, they began to lighten the ship. Talking about those that worked on the ship, those that served on the ship. And he said by the third day in verse 19, he said we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. He said, by the third day, it had got so bad that, man, we're all trying, all all we're trying to do is survive. You ever been there in the middle of a storm? All you want to do is survive. Because you're afraid your boat's not going to make it. That may be where you are. I don't know. I want you to look at what he said. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us. See, no small tempest. He said, this is a great big storm. He said, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. Paul said, I looked at this whole situation and maybe I just didn't see no way out. That's kind of being at your wit's end. When you ain't got no more hope, And you don't see any way out of this thing. And this is going to be it. You ever felt like he was going down for your last time? Listen, I don't have to preach to you about how to react when things is going good. You all know how to react when things is going good. It's what we need to do when things ain't going good. And notice that the text verse said they were at their wit's end and uh, here that they had got uh, in, in that storm I, I, and they had reeled. I, I, I mean no small tempest. I, I, and they were back and forth, back and forth. The text verse, they had got in despair. You say, you ought to be tougher than that. Okay. Okay. You let me know when your world... Is turned upside down. You let me know when uh, when the wind's blowing and it's blowing everything away uh, uh, that you own uh, and you love, and it's beginning to destroy uh, things. You tell me how much you'll keep a stiff lip and go on through it. Are you telling me to quit? No, that ain't what I'm telling you to do. I'm trying to tell you that life brings storms, and sometimes. They get ugly. And sometimes they get hard. Sometimes they blow. And even though we're saved. And even though we're kept by the power of God. That does not keep us from going through them. Paul, we even find that it had been like 14 days. Think about that for a minute. 14 days they were caught in this storm. 14 days. They had not ate. They had fasted for 14 days. Can you imagine one day and one night being on a ship but 14? You ever been in the midst of a storm that you just didn't think was ever going to end? Now I, I'm, I'm telling you right now that, that, that it, sometimes it's like being sick. It's like being sick. I remember, I remember here a few months ago right before Kelly got COVID they said I didn't have it. I wasn't sure if I did. But, but I was sick. And you know after two or three days I didn't think I was ever going to be well. That just ain't no fun. And then when you get into the fourth day and you're still sick ain't no fun. And the fifth day and, and then two weeks and a month and you just don't think you're ever going to get well. Fourteen days they were in this Storm. And I I, I can imagine they didn't think that it was going to get out because all hope that they should be saved was taken away. But we go back in that to the text verse. Here they are in despair because they're at their wit's end. Their soul is melted. But look what verse 28 says. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, and the waves thereof are still. We see the sailors and we see the storm, but now we see the stealing, the calming of the storm, how he steals it. I want you to look at something right here. Verse 28, it says, Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble when they reel to and fro like a drunk man, when, uh, when their heart, had, their soul has, has melted, they're at their witch's end, and the Bible said, then they cry unto the Lord. That, that kind of struck me funny when I read that. It says they go through all this, then they cry out to the Lord. Why do we wait till then? Why do we wait till we're at our witch's end and we can't figure anything else out We have exhausted every opportunity. We have exhausted uh, everything that we can think of. We have exhausted uh, uh, everything that we can try. Then we'll look up to heaven. Why don't we start out there? When when we see uh, uh, the first dark cloud coming, uh, uh, why don't we just fall down on our knees uh, and say, Lord, it's not looking good, Uh, but would you help us? I'm just like you are. I do the same thing. But he steals their storm. They begin to pray and they begin to cry out. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And he bringeth them out of their distresses. In Mark chapter 4, the Lord stood out on the bow of the boat and said, Peace be still. <laughs> but come still his glass. Mark chapter 6 his disciples is in the midst of a storm by self. and the Lord comes walking upon the water and here's what he said he said be of good cheer it is I be not afraid uh, and then he got up in the boat uh, uh, and there was a calm sometimes the lord steps out on the bow of the boat and says peace be still sometimes we don't see him right away and he comes walking to us on the water And he gets in the boat with us. And everything gets to be a calm. But I'm going to tell you. Sometimes it's like Acts chapter 27. You know after it said that all hope should be taken away. That we should be saved. You know what Paul said in verse 21. Boy now here's a preacher's mentality. Don't ever forget this. But after a long abstinence. Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said sirs. You should, have not, you should have hearkened unto me and have not loosed from Crete and have gained this harm and loss. I told you so. Well, that's what Paul's saying. He said, I told you so. I told you this is what was going to happen. I said that before we ever pulled up anchor and set sail, this is what's going to happen. Don't you hate no preacher when he does that? Verse 22. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. That's twice he said that. For I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told. So even in the midst of our storm, He may not step out out in the bow of the boat and say, peace be still. He may not get up in the boat with us and the storm ceases. He may just send us some assurance that we're going to make it through the storm. The boat may get busted up. That's what happens if you read the rest of this story. They drive that thing into a certain island over there uh, where a creek was coming out. And this is a big ship, you know. I, I, I mean, they drive that thing in there and wedge it. Uh, uh, and, and the front part stuck, and a hundred parts out there flopping around uh, in the water, and it busts up. Uh, and those that can swim, swim. And the others came in on boards and parts of the ship. Do you know what the Bible saying? And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of ship, And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. It happened just like God said that it was going to happen. Now let me say this. Let me park right here But just say it. You find one other time, that, well I won't say one other time, but another time in the book of Jonah when a man gets in the midst of a storm. And you know why he got in that storm? Because he rebelled against God. He would not go to Nineveh. Wouldn't go. Wouldn't go to Nineveh because that was the capital of Assyria and those people hated Israel and been mean to Israel and wicked to Israel. Jonah wasn't going down there or going up there to preach to those people. I heard a preacher preaching on that the other day. He got to talking about Jonah. You remember Jonah wouldn't go and. You you get And you know, they repented. He went in there and preached that 40 days. God shall destroy Nineveh. And they all repented. They all got right. And they got saved, basically, if I can say it that way. And you get to chapter 4 of the book of Jonah. And you know what? You know what Jonah told God? He said, God, that's just like you. That's just like you. They repented and you saved them. And that's why I didn't want to come. Because I knew that's what you was going to do. But Jonah ends up in the storm because of his rebellion. I hope that ain't where you are today. Is in the midst of a storm because of your rebellion. Because I'm going to tell you what, the only way to get that storm to cease was they had to throw him overboard. And then he swallowed by a whale. So they cried out to the Lord. The Lord heard them in the text verse. The Lord stilled their storm. Ain't you glad the Lord can come by? and still our storm. He brought them out of their distresses. He made their storm calm. I, I, ain't you glad the Lord can do that for us sometimes? Sometimes it's, it's like with the Apostle Paul. So, sometimes it's not that he makes it go away. He just gets us through it. Second Corinthians 7, he said, For when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without, we're within, we fears. Nevertheless, God, that comfort of those that are cast down, comforted us by the coming of Titus. You know what? You know what Paul said. He said, "You know how God comforted me. He sent me Titus." That's what he said. He said, "God, in the midst of, of, of my fears and my fighting, He sent me Titus." Ain't you glad God can send you some scripture? And God, God, God can uh, send you some a uh, song. You ever just had a song? You, you know when I was in the middle of that storm the other day, I, I left Athens and, and, and was headed back towards Sweetwater for just a little bit. And, and the whole time that I was driving, I never got worried. Never did. I never got. I mean, my, that truck got blown all over the road. Man, it was raining sideways, and well, I didn't see no cows flying through there. Praise the Lord. But you know, the whole time that you know, the whole time I was driving, I was singing that old song we sing sometimes in Baby, the dearest friend I ever had. And I sung every part. Amen. I sang the bass parts, alto parts, lead parts, tenor parts. I sang it all going down the road. And I sang every bit of it. When I got out and walked in where I was going, I was just whistling right along. I just sang the dearest friend. I figured he's the dearest friend I've ever got and I've ever had. Maybe that's where you are. Maybe you've come through the storm and God has stilled you storm. Some of you say, I know, I know what's went on in your life as you preach. And other folks sitting here know what's went on in your life. And they, they know and you know how God has miraculously come by and just said, peace be still. And man, that thing laid down. And then other times, He's brought you through it. The ship may have been battered. The ship may have been torn apart. By the time you got to the other side. But you got to the other side. But notice what it says right here. We look at their satisfaction as he makes the storm quiet, in verse thirty it said, "Then are they glad because they be quiet?" So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. You ever remember being in the storm? You look back and you think about how you were, and talk about all the turmoil that you, you're. I mean, your heart hurt, and I, I, I mean, your stomach was tore up, and, and your mind raced, and I, I, I mean, just everything just seemed like it's flying apart. And if you get brave enough, you look back at that time, you think, boy, I'm glad, one, I'm glad I'm not there now, uh, and and I'm glad for what Jesus has done to bring me through that, what he brought me through. Notice he said, then are they glad, because things are quiet. It's no longer turmoil, no longer tore up. They've been brought to their desired haven, a place of safety. Stay with me now. Psalms 27, he said, for in the time of trouble... He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon the rock. He said, I'll just be hid in him. Psalms 143, he said, I'll flee unto thee to hide me. They cried out to God and God hid him. So if God's done that, notice what he said in verse 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for His wonderful works for the children of men. Let them exalt Him also in the congregation of the people and praise Him in the assembly of the elders. You know, when we get still and calm down, you know what we ought to do? We ought to praise the Lord. We ought to just praise the Lord. But in the congregation and in the assembly of the elders, He's talking about doing it in front of people. That changes things, don't it? We we have you, ever, some of you ain't never praised the Lord by yourself. You'll do that sometime. God, God, God opens your eyes on some things and let, you, let me let me stop for just a second. God don't even have to open your eyes on anything. If you're saved, you, you're to praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. But if, if you look at the blessings and you count your blessings, you're to praise the Lord. Every one of us, let me look around here. Every one of us has got it far better than what we deserve. We sang that old song in, in the choir this morning, I am blessed. My soul, we sing that as an understatement sometimes. Because we... we I, I, listen, let me say this. I sing it that way sometimes. I, I don't really think about, when we sing that song, what God's blessed me with. I don't. Shame on me. Well, Because I, I, I'm telling you, Not only do we have a home in heaven, we've got a Savior. Thank God for that. But I'm talking about just down here, all the blessings that God has gave us. We've got it made, church. We've got it made. If God's brought you through a storm, boy, you ought to praise Him for it, but you ought to tell it. That's why I like it on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. Sometimes we do it on Sunday mornings, but well, just to tell what God's done for you. Maybe what he's done this past week or month or year, you might want to say, "Boy, I, I remember a long time ago when I was." You don't you listen. You don't have to tell the whole story. You can just say, "Boy, I remember when I was in a bad way, and boy, God showed up. I will praise Him." See, David said in Psalms 103, "Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. I'll bless His holy name." Psalms 40 147 said that. Praise is comely. You know what that means? That means it's right and it's suitable. I don't know I don't know what's going on in your life. You may be in a storm. You can cry out to the Lord. And I'll guarantee you He'll help you. He'll help you. You, you may have come through the storm. And maybe what you need to do is just praise the Lord for Him bringing you through it. Let's bow our heads this morning.